0: Thank you. Greetings fellow investigators and welcome back to our video podcast Into the Darkness where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host Tom Raley. The campaign is Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Paul Fricker, Scott Dorward, Matthew Sanderson, and edited by Mike Mason. And it's available at the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson and this is episode 22. Now for the recap.
1: You're listening to WITV Radio.
0: we yeah. So without any further delay, let's continue
2: our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Right, thank you very much Tom. So, late night on Main Street. It's very deserted apart from you've got uh, Connor and Johnny out there. Um, The sheriff has just retreated back into the darkness leaving the two of you alone. It's otherwise a very, very lonely place. What do you want to do now?
3: Oh, I think we keep heading to to the burnt-out husk of the church.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I've got a note from uh, Johnny. Are you continuing on with Connor at the moment, or are you doing... Yeah, we'll go, think- I'm going to go with him to the church first. Okay, right. And Magnus, who's lurking away in the shadows at the moment, obviously sees this go down and sees them moving off towards the church. Are you following them, or are you heading elsewhere?
5: Uh, I'm going to hit elsewhere.
2: Okay. All right. We'll do it with the church first, and then I'll jump back to uh, to Magnus afterwards. So, you have a burnt-out church. It's pretty much as it was left. It's a burnt-out husk. Um, the sign's still up, complete with its paint uh, thrown over the bottom half of it. But otherwise, as I said, it's the middle of the night. There's no one around. So what would you like to do? Let's see if there's
3: some floorboards to either bust through or to pry it up, up, trying to get a look at what's underneath the church. Because we're all okay. the snakes under there.
2: Yeah, gotcha. Um, they are not there now. Um, obviously, the dead ones are, because there's plenty that um, got, uh, got caught up in the fire. But the, the only real thing that's below the church is just this crawl space that's just elevated it off the, the dirt ground. So you could, if you wanted, crawl around in there, but there's plenty of burnt snakes, bits of rubble down there. There's nothing hidden down there anyway. That's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah,
3: so maybe it's that whatever entity possesses the pastor from time to time is what's attracting the snakes.
2: It doesn't seem to be anything special about the building, so it must be something else that was attracting them.
6: Well, everything else is burned down. Nothing left here, as far as I can see. So, uh, Connor, you can hang out if you want. I'm gonna head to the other side of town.
3: Are you going back to the hotel?
6: Yep, 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 yep. Going back that way. Um, got some business to take care
3: of on the other side of town here. All right, well. You can take care of yourself. I'll head back to the hotel.
2: Okay, so you two go separate ways. I know where Johnny's going. Magnus, whereabouts are you going?
5: Um, I'm going to... First, I'm just going to walk around a little bit, keep into the shadows. I just want to see what, if anyone's sort of out at night, if anything peculiar is going on. Um, after a, probably an hour of doing that, I'm going to... Is there a library in town?
2: Uh, yes, there is, actually. It's a right. fairly small town, but it does have its own library. Um, it's very definitely shut at the minute, but you can identify where it is.
5: Cool. Is it... Does it look like it's, it's, it is just a library or is there like living quarters above or anything like that?
2: Uh, it's, it's purely a library. It's, it's not a building that's been custom built to be a library. It's definitely a building that's been converted to become a library. But right. you think it was probably just a regular commercial property before then so it's it's not a single big room with lots of freestanding aisles of books you think it would be lots of small rooms which are probably divided up by subject per room or groups of related subjects per room that you would then go in and out of throughout the the interior okay. of the building so
5: like it's it's a a house that's been converted to be the 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 library the records place that kind of stuff
2: yeah either a either a big house or a shop yeah
5: okay cool um I'm just going to try the door to see. I'll try the doors, the windows to see if anything's open.
2: Uh, give me a look, roll. See if there's any security's been particularly lax. Uh,
5: that is a 32, which is more than more than enough to pass.
2: Okay, right. In which case, you find towards the back there's an open window. Uh, there's a window that the latch hasn't quite been put in place. So, with a little bit of a shake, you can open the window up, and yeah, it pops open.
5: Okay, um, yeah, I'm going to slip in um, and obviously keep, so keep it quiet and things. Um, I'm going to try and find records of the the town and I, I want to find and see if I can find any maps of the town and the purveying areas mm-hmm. um, to see if there's, particularly out south, I want to see if there's any maps that. Kind of reach a little bit further out south um, oh, i get
2: you yeah okay um give me a library use roll
5: Ooh. i'm not great at this but <laughs> uh that it's a 41 i will spend the the 14 luck cool uh, so okay, i just so- pass on the regular pass
2: Regular's fine. Okay, this will take you a little while, but you're alone in a building in the middle of the night, and it's not like they've got security guards patrolling around here. It's just a regular library. Yeah. Um, a yeah. couple of things you will find about the place, though. So it is pretty well stocked for such a small town. Um, a lot of this, you'd probably imagine, would be books that have been donated over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the quality in terms of the physical quality of some of the books here are, is a bit variable. Um, but the place is kept immaculately clean. Um, there's no spider webs or no cobwebs. Um, there's no dust on the shelves. Which, given you're in the middle of the dust bowl, is a good feat in itself. Mm. But yeah, it looks like whoever tends the place definitely does so with a good degree of care and a good degree of uh, kind of love for the for the books themselves. Mm. You find there's a small bit on local history that's around there. There's there's a one room that's been put aside as well, which is kind of reminiscent of the church. That it reminds you that there's a little kids' area where there's more children's books and crayons and uh, sheets of paper laid out for kids to do doodles on and, and so on. But yeah, you find maps of the town. Um, town history itself is pretty average to say the least there's nothing that really jumps out as being all that sounds old or peculiar about the place it is an average town in in the in the midwest Mm -hmm. it as mentioned before it's got plenty of um got its foundations in peanut and cotton manufacture there's plenty of um anecdotes of, of businesses that have grown or local prominent families that have done their bit for the community but nothing nothing particularly grandiose as far as far as you're concerned Um, but most of the area to the south of you is made up of what going back before the dust bowl would have been very um, profitable very large scale cotton manufacture Um, a lot more of the kind of the peanut side of things has gone off uh, went out to the west so south was more cotton but most of those farms and most of those lands now have turned to dust um a lot of the families have gone a lot of it is open deserted country yeah and it's pretty it's got kind of undulating land so soft rolling hills um no massive geological features that you could uh, you can see out that way no big prominent hills or cliffs or rock features, at least none that are on the map, so if, yeah. they could be, but they would be so small they're insignificant to mark on a, on a map of that nature. It's more just plotting out the different uh, kind of boundaries of plots of land than anything else.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: But yep, farms and dust, that is pretty much all that lies to the south.
5: Okay. Cool. Um, I'm gonna take one of the maps, probably the one that shows more, the most of the south, um, mm-hmm. at least because then I could possibly use that just for, like, you know, I guess if I've got a compass or stuff, I can try and use that as well. Uh, and then Not I'm going to slip mm-hmm. back out uh, the window, make sure it latches and there's no, I don't leave, I, cl- I tied everything back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just going to slip back out um, and probably head back to the hotel.
2: Okay. Yeah, that, that probably takes you a couple of hours. So it's well past midnight by the time you get back.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, probably the one thing you couldn't do is uh, pull the latch back in place from the outside but it was half o- half open anyway by the time you got it so no one's going to really notice any difference as long as you push it down. Mm. Right. And Johnny. So you make your way across town going right the way across 5th Street to the east and head the very edge of town to the cemetery. The place is unsurprisingly deserted at this time of night. It's a fairly low white fence that runs around the whole plot. Uh, The vast majority of the headstones are wooden crosses. Uh, There are a few of the older ones are marked as as stone, but there's nothing really here that prominent or bigger than the rest no big mausoleums or big pillars and obelisks it's a very very quaint very very plain graveyard but there's there's a fair number of stones and plots here Um, there's no house particularly near it other than one which you imagine would be probably the groundskeeper or uh, the grave digger their their establishment there's no lights on in there so you either they're asleep or the place doesn't have any occupant at the moment.
6: Uh, I'll cruise to the one, that one house there. I, what I'm looking for is, um, I don't even know what I'm looking for, to be quite honest with you. I just mm-hmm. came here because I felt like this would be a good way to find a, uh, the entrance to maybe a tunnel or to find my way into my tunnel system, the mm-hmm. ghoul tunnel system. So I'll cruise over, I guess I'll cruise over to that house just to see if maybe there's a, I, I, even if it's just the groundskeeper, maybe he's got a cellar or some way to get to the lowest point of, of that house.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a circuit of the place and there is, at the back of it, there is a kind of normal storm, um I can't remember what they call it now, uh, like a storm basement or storm cellar entrance.
6: With the open doors like
2: that's it. They're at an angle which you would then yeah. open like that. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Mm-hmm.
6: Is there a lock or anything on it? Or
2: uh, There is an old rusty padlock. And It even looks like the, the handle they're attached to uh, evidently hasn't been touched in a fair while. You could probably, with a bit of a, a yank, you could pull it out and the screws would just come straight out of the kind of half-rotten wood. Yeah, let's just try that. Let's try to just give it a... T-
6: give it a thing okay roll uh, roll
2: some sort here i was 16 on whatever you want okay i was gonna ask for stealth just to make see how much noise you make um yep 16 on 65 so that's easy so you you don't your strength isn't an issue here it's just how much noise you grab hold of the chain you grab hold of the handle in the same motion you pull gently and firmly And it just slides like a knife through butter, pulling uh, the screws out behind it. Nice. Very nice. Mm
6: -hmm. uh, Hopefully not too squeaky, but open up the old door.
2: That opens up and and there's a set of stone steps going down.
6: Now, before I go down in there, I want to just look around and make sure I'm not being watched or followed. I mean, now I've already popped the lock, so I'm already a little bit suspicious if anybody was watching. (laughs) But I do want to give a quick survey around
2: because you are so quiet, no one hears you, no one notices you, there is no nothing to attract anyone else's attention at this time. Good deal. I'll cruise on downstairs. Okay. And bring the door down behind me. Okay, that brings the light down significantly, it's pretty much pitch black. But as you stand there, and your eyes adjusting to the light, or what, what lack of light anyway, um, Beams of it coming through the slats behind you of the wooden or rotten paneled wood. You think you shouldn't really be able to see, but you are able to make out grey shapes around you. Um, there's a couple of workbenches down here, um, it's an earthen floor, but off in one corner, you can see the steps that lead up to the interior of the house above you, and then. In another corner, just a hole where it looks like the brickwork has collapsed. And there's probably about enough for a size of one and a half, and a half men across, so it's not snug and it's not going to be too claustrophobic. But there is a earthen tunnel descending into the dark. I'll make my way carefully across.
6: Um, being that I've been ghoulified on one side, uh, did that affect my night vision at all, or? Am I at yeah, you're thinking.
2: Yeah, I shouldn't really be able to see in here because there's it's dark outside. Yet I can still almost amplify the ambul- ambulant light. Okay. Yeah this this is not this is different. Hmm.
6: I want to make my way over, and I don't. There's really nothing that I want to. I'm not here to steal and take or anything from them. I'm just here. As a state, or a, you know, as a as a transient to get into the tunnel system.
2: Okay. So I want to leave only, you know, leave no footprint if I can. <laughs> well, funny you should see, speak about footprints because going over, if having a look closer at that hole, there are some hoof-like impressions which are made in some of the softer earth around the first part of the tunnel.
6: Hmm. Do any of them look like something that my hand would have made?
2: Or more like the feet of the uh, ones that you saw back in North Borneo. Your feet haven't quite got that way yet. Right.
6: Still wearing fashionable footwear. (laughs) Uh, Just make my way into the tunnel then. And I would like to head east. As east as I can make out.
2: Mm -hmm. Heading further under the cemetery. Okay, I'll jump back to the hotel just to make sure that what everyone else is doing there. So, Connor heads back there after uh, going to the church. Magnus comes back, about an hour or so, an hour and a half later. Anyone else doing anything at the hotel? Sleeping. Always. Oh,
7: sorry. I was reading the Bible and the annotations.
2: Yes, yeah, we went through the uh, the very close similarities between that and the Gospel of Yig that you'd uh, brought down with you from Caduceus' headquarters. All right, excellent. Spook- spookily similar. Yeah. Just finished my
1: sturdy nightcap and I'm um, asleep.
2: Okay. I presume then, Connor and Magnus, you're hitting the sack when you get back as well. Okay, uh, if everyone's happy, I'm conscious I'll focus on one person for, uh, for a while. Uh, ha- everyone happy for a couple of minutes more with Johnny? And then we'll skip to the morning when everyone wakes up. So hopefully bring everyone back together. Okay, so Angel descends into the dark. The tunnel goes down at about a 45 degree angle, so it's fairly steep. Um, it gets down to easily 10 meters below ground, so far enough that it'll be under um, the normal six foot hole that would be dug for uh, for the graves down there, and it opens up into a fairly earthen chamber. Um, bits of bit uh, bits of the corners have been shorn up with wood, here and there. So it almost has a kind of mining tunnel feel to it. Um, you can see that there's a table that's been pushed to one side. There's some candles that have been put on um, put on it. they they're not lit at the moment. There's also a kind of mattress tucked in one corner. It definitely feels like a a living or bedroom of some kind, but not maybe not for a human kind. The smell down here is very much a uh, kind of dry dog in its aroma, and there are a number of tunnels that go off. Um, most of them from here go off in a horizontal direction. You can probably stoop down low enough to be able to crawl, um, crawl through them. Um, others that go down an even deeper. Sharper angle are very much kind of crawl on your belly and then drag yourself through. Um, From those, there is a there's a couple of those. There's a gentle, little fetid breeze that comes from those. And around you, you're not too sure from which direction it's coming, but you can hear there is movement in the dark. But not in this room, coming from coming from one of the tunnels, or one or maybe more of the tunnels. I'll. uh... I'll do the, I'll I'll call out, you know, hello, hello. Okay, there's a, a scuttering sound comes from one of the, comes from one of them, and you can see, again, you're not too sure how you can see this black on black differential, but you can see shapes moving, or particularly one shape moving from one tunnel, and this figure lurks. Just at the periphery of where you could make out any details so you can see this kind of black silhouette on black and there's a (laughs) Sniffing sound Gradually this figure comes forward a still almost human face very gray skin the the front of the mouth is slightly extended into a nut into a muzzle and well, his lips curl back to show a row of serrated teeth. I haven't need... smelt you before. You're new. I
6: am. I'm. I'm new in town, and I'm only. I'm only visiting, and I need. I need just a little bit of direction. I'm new to the tunnels, and I need just a little direction. If you can help me.
2: Okay, comes comes forward, um, you can see he's dressed in a very old very threadbare and very dusty suit, um, kind of black, white shirt, even this kind of scraggly excuse of a uh, black tie that's uh, that's around, uh, hanging from his neck as well. And his hair's swept back full of dust and grime, and in one arm, uh, one hand, he's holding a half-eaten, uh, very desiccated arm that you can see. He's evidently recently bitten into it. Um, he Comes into the room, kind of extends himself up to his uh, to his full height, or five and a half foot of it. Um, brushes himself down, um, smiles to uh, towards you, and then, as almost like an afterthought, off, offers you an arm in a "Do you want a bite? Oh
6: a uh, no, no, thank you. I had something at the hotel. I, I I'm I'm trying to make my way to New York.
2: Oh, you're. You're definitely a long way from home. How how'd you get this far out from there? Took the
6: train. Uh, it was I'm with a party. Uh, it's a it's I'm with a party. We're actually moving around out here, trying to figure out what's going on with this this church. Maybe you maybe you've heard something up above ground. Uh, there's a church, a, a preacher, proclaiming the word of Yig.
2: Yig, never heard of a Yig. Yeah.
6: yeah damnedest thing um used to be a church of god now it's a church of snakes Easy. well
4: i have i haven't
2: been above ground for ooh. what what year is it up there
6: i'm not 100 percent sure to be honest with you it's you know we've been on the road for a while so i've kind of lost track myself
2: but, <laughs> yeah, um, haven't been long-turned have you
6: no no actually i just got this um Uh, Earlier, earlier Hmm. tonight, I got this here claw, claw hand, and a little hair in the face. I'm going to get that trimmed up when I get when I get where I'm going. But uh, yeah, it turns out that you don't ask favors of um, big gods, which I didn't know. I was I I've never really messed around in this shit before. I asked politely, mind you, that uh, he helped put out some flames, put out a fire, and uh, apparently that's not what you do. Mm. So, uh, try to do good. Pay the price. Get a claw. Big arm. Weird. Uh, but yeah, this is new. Like I said, it's, new, it's a new accessory. I actually accepted him as uh, as my patron god or whatever back in uh, hmm. Not too very long ago, but it was down in um, down in Borneo or Borneo. Where were we? Well, anyway, that's where we were.
2: Raises an eyebrow. Borneo, never heard of it.
6: I was somewhere. It wasn't Borneo.
0: It was Borneo. Yeah,
6: mm-hmm. it was Borneo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, we were in Borneo, and I ate the arm. I fed off the morbid flesh, and um, yeah. Next thing you know, I'm surrounded by darkness. I feel pretty good about it. I wasn't, uh... of course, when you're in the moment, you know, you're always going to say, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> next so thing you, you
2: know, here I am. But you took the, the unspeakable oath of your own free will.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm always, I'm always down for new experiences. I just didn't realize how powerful that God was. He, to be honest yeah. with you, I thought it was something in the arm. I thought it was something in the arm meat. They were just kind of messing with my mind and of course got an image to uphold. So yeah, I'm going to, it's like, oh, you're going to eat the arm? Uh, Yeah, of course I'm going to eat the arm. So I ate the arm, next thing you know, boom, and now I'm a
2: dark angel. He slowly got inches closer towards you and he looks down at the arm and says, mind if I take a look? Oh, yeah, Hmm? yeah. He kind of not lunges forward but he definitely moves forward a bit quicker than maybe you would expect and just sniffs along the arm uh, from your hand up to your elbow mm-hmm. and then pulls back with a kind of a, a knowing nod forward yeah you you didn't offer you didn't offer anything did you you just called upon help without without some quid pro quo
6: i asked politely i didn't know it was a, I, I didn't know there was a process
2: well the channel god expects provender, shall we say? It expects an offering if it's called upon. What if you, you don't provide, of then it's the name kind of says it all, really. But you if you're going to call the upon a god who has everything, you know. Well, Mordiggian expects an offering. So if you want to call upon him again, I would suggest you have at least a fresh corpse to offer. Oh. Oof. That would maybe prevent you from getting a matching pair of those.
5: Well, I,
6: I would hope so, because my, I keep a reptilian version on the left. Long story, it, you know, It's I've had a hell of a uh. month. Okay. So uh, I didn't get your name. I didn't get your name.
2: Oh um, he extends a hand, a clawed hand. Uh, Jimmy used to be the gravedigger around here back in the uh, oh, what was it? Back in the fifties. Ooh. So that's your place upstairs? Yes. Huh. Still ever go up there or no?
6: You just let it let it fall to disrepair.
2: Oh, need to scare some of the kids who think the place is haunted. <laughs> oh Jimmy. That's good. I like your
6: style, Jimmy. <laughs> Do you know
2: the way to New York?
6: Do you know which I, one of these
2: tunnels they could use? I haven't been that way for a long time, but we have had we have had some guys and go, uh, guys and dolls pass through over the last actually the last few weeks. Actually, uh, they said they uh, they'd come a long way from um, somewhere somewhere west of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they pass through. Uh, if, if you want to head to New York, the easiest way—he points towards one of the tunnels that's going down—would be follow that one, and pretty much just keep heading in that general direction.
6: Well, all right. Well, Jimmy, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your help. I'm gonna—I uh, got a lot to do, and I got to get back. Uh, got to get back here after going to New York. I'm just trying to. I'm gonna, yeah. So I guess I'll catch up with you on the back on the on the back trap there.
2: No worries. Yeah, look. look I, I, broke
6: <clears throat> I, I broke your handle
2: and I'm oh, sorry. That's fine. I've been meaning to re- re- repair it for a while.
6: Well, I'll tell you what, when I get back, if I get a chance, I'll fix that back up because I, I don't want to be a ungracious ho- or, you know, I don't, I don't want to be an asshole.
2: No, no, no. No problem. In, right. um, as you turn and head back after, so shake hands and heading away, uh, he leaves you with uh, a parting statement that just says, Enjoy your time in the sun while you can.
6: Oh, it's, I'm not going to be able to stay in the, I'm not going to be able to stay out, am I?
2: He just gestures towards his face. This ain't going to help. Oh, yeah.
6: Well, guess I'm off to New York.
2: Thank you, Jimmy. Have fun. And you head back up and heading out is not a problem. Again, nothing's gonna nothing's gonna stop you. Heading back to the hotel. Um, I
6: will. You know what, I will go go back to the hotel. Or I was gonna go to New York, actually. Oh, you
2: want to head back? head back home Yeah,
6: it's going to hit the tunnel to go back
2: to New York because the time, ah, right. it doesn't take long No, nope, that's fair if you, if you want to head back to New York that's not a problem uh, we'll jump it's time will be fluid down there as you skirt close towards the dreamlands and then be able to work your way back up again so you you will arrive probably at some point the next morning okay, okay. but still a hell of a lot quicker than it would be getting there by train or getting there by uh, getting there by car Yep. So, I'll skip back to the rest as they wake up the next morning, hit breakfast, and realize that uh, you're down one.
3: Oh, that's not surprising. Johnny seems to disappear every two days. So, you know, this is on par.
0: I think we're getting to the point where we can just assume that he'll show up at some point.
5: He's probably going to come back with wings this time.
0: I look behind my son. Oh, that'd be interesting. To see if he's lurking in the shadows. <laughs>
1: Can
0: we clone. be sure
1: of this? That no harm has befallen him? No, we
0: can't be sure of it. But then you know what? We've worried about Johnny three or four times in the past to the point of mourning his death, and then he shows up. So I he's he's got his own agenda.
5: Well, the last maybe. time I saw him he was walking around town with Connor last night, so
3: now we he said he had something to do across town. Oh, then he's probably just out somewhere exploring. Yeah. Well, if you excuse me, I have to go help the sheriff beat somebody up, I think. So, what? And leave. (laughs) I'm
5: going to follow after him after that statement. I'm going to be like, oh, shit. Connor,
0: I mean, mean, uh, Magnus, Magnus, before you go. Yeah. come Come here. Yeah. There's something you need to be aware of, something that you may have forgotten. But one of the things that we said before we came out here was that we were not going to harm any snakes. Yeah. You burned down a church full of snakes. Okay. Now, I ain't going to say anything to anybody. But if Yig is real, he might know already. So be careful what you do.
5: All right. Well, I've got to go and take care of whatever Connor is about to do. So. Yeah. Well, I think, right. he's
0: hi- I think he was hired by the, sh- the cops to come, the sheriff.
5: Yeah, that's... They're looking work. for yeah for you well if they're looking for me they're about to find me that's fine
0: mm. connor's been covering your tracks
5: well i look i'll, he- I'll keep it, keep a distance but i'm also not going to let connor go beat up an innocent guy that the sheriff is just trying to pin some shit on right
0: well, look connor must love you after all i uh,
5: don't know about that go go <laughs> no.
2: he's covering yeah, so your tracks i'm
5: going ch- to chase after connor
2: Okay, so Connor and Magnus head out the door. That uh, leaves Odd, uh, the good doctor, the and Gerhardt at the breakfast table.
0: All right, boys. I don't trust Magnus. where the fuck? Because he's out there sneaking around in the dark in the middle of the night,
1: and we don't know what the fuck he's up to. Well, we but know so was Johnny and, and Connor.
0: Johnny we know. Connor we sort of know. But But Magnus is the only one who's kicked a machine and destroyed it. He's uh, burnt down the church right in front of us. He's done all sorts of things that make me think that he might be a saboteur, somebody who might be in league with the bad guys.
7: Well, either way, he brought the wrath of Yig down upon himself last night. Well,
0: day. we'll see. We'll see. The thing well, is, is that I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. I think he might be in a night for all we know.
1: I'm, I'm certainly not suggesting any of the other ones are up to malicious deeds, but they all did go out. He might have gone out doing some reconnoitering.
0: Well, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about the sabotage. I mean, you haven't been here from the beginning, but I, 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 I mean, nobody has sabotaged us more than him, and I mean, I think he, at first I thought that he was just meaning good, but what if it's something more? And he's always sneaking around. Hmm.
1: Well, was the earlier instance you're thinking of before the inner night was even introduced?
0: No, no, no. We didn't know them before this. We we met them when we went to Bolivia. Um, But when we were in Bolivia, doctor, I I, we found a machine that could teleport people from one place to another. And, Magnus, de- and Magnus destroyed it. I could have, I mean, we could have, my God, we could have been teleporting instead of trains or, or anything else. And Magnus destroyed it. And then uh, I, I, I still can't go over Why he burned the church? We had no reason to burn the church. I mean, we grabbed the guy to keep the church from getting burned. I, I don't know. I just think that I can't trust him. You I can trust. I know you pretty well. Gerhardt, I don't know about you. You're running around with invisible dark things whispering in your ear. You be careful. Johnny, Johnny's never done anything that wasn't really surprising. He said he's a little sneaky, but I think sneaky is his fun. I think he likes sneaking up behind me and scaring the shit out of me. Connor, think- Connor is, I think Connor is dead inside. I don't think he's... I think he's he's just a sociopath.
7: I think Magnus is just like a barbarian at the gates of Rome. He well, he just,
0: wants us to think that while he... Meanwhile, we'll see what... If, if he sabotages one more fucking thing, I swear to God, I'm going straight to Caduceus.
7: Point taken. I was up on... Well, not all night, for a few hours, and uh, this annotations like eerily mirrors the, the the scriptures of Yig, almost to the T.
0: Well, you know, from what you said to me, you said that he seemed to focus in on the whole resurrection part right. of the Bible. And I was thinking, you know, the preacher said to us he, he used the term his last breath. Right. And I keep wondering if and, and, and the people said that he when he came back into town, he was like a new man. He was healthy, he was strong. He looked younger. What if he did die and uh Yig resurrected him from the dead and gave him he's like the new Jesus Christ of Yig, the resurrected now, Jesus.
7: Maybe no, and professor- he was. Go
1: ahead.
7: Sorry.
1: Oh, Oh, go go go. No, no. Okay. Well, he, the sum of the people that the Reverend has healed have been fully rejuvenated. Yet they haven't been. They aren't completely different people. They they've have been, some mutations.
0: They've been snakeified. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So that might be with him. He might have been rejuvenated as well. I mean, it stands to reason because he hasn't been killing anyone. He's Only. been healing them.
0: Right. He's been given that power. And we don't see any snake traits in him. You know, obvious now, obviously he believes that God has healed him. But we all believe that it's Yig who's been involved in this. Whether no, Yig I, is a god or not, me, it could be an alien from another planet with just advanced technology that he's used on this guy. And maybe that um, the American Indians think that Yig is a god because it's really an alien from another planet. I'm way more into believing that than I am to believing that he's a god. I barely believe in the one that we do have
7: now. Johnny's newfound father, he did not remember Johnny's mom, or was that a lie?
0: Well that that's another issue, but I think you might be right. I think that my guy might not even be who he claims to be. I'm meet just, him? Meet him.
7: Yes. I'm just trying to see if there's a correlation between the two.
0: Well, they didn't seem to know anything about what was going on out here. So I don't see that there would be a, a correlation between them.
7: Well, I mean, how the preacher turned and how Meetham turned, was it the same process? Now, if...
0: Except that Meetham, when he turned, he got rid of all of his staff and bought new staff. Right. Now, if, if, I was, if I was a criminal overlord that was taking over the organization, I'd get rid of all of the people that were involved in the old one, and I'd bring in my own people. The preacher, on the other hand, he came back and he's embraced the people that he already had. So he's I don't think helping. I don't think that he's a an imposter. But I do think that he's had a religious experience that he thinks is. I think the most important thing to find out today is the, the where those recordings are going and coming from.
4: I somebody's agree. somebody
0: somebody else is involved in this. I think. Uh, how's your how's your eggs? Oh. You, you I thought I thought you wanted them sunny side up and they brought them to you
1: scrambled. Oh I'm I love scrambled eggs.
0: Oh. You know you can send them back.
1: Oh, I like them both. Eggs are good. It's chicken eggs, not snake eggs.
0: I don't know I never had a snake egg, but never had Me. an ostrich egg either. I had goose eggs. And our conversation
2: goes in that direction for a little while. <laughs> no problem there. Right. So as you're tucking down, safe to a very nice breakfast with a, an array of eggs, but yeah, none of them serpentine. Shame. Um, Connor and Magnus will arrive at the church. Because that's where, having gone down to the, um, the sheriff's office, um, you are directed to the fact that he has gone to attend the early morning service, which is being held as an open-air service outside the burnt-out remains of the building. And, indeed, there, when you arrive kind halfway through um, the service and you find the the sheriff is, as per previously, at the front of the congregation, it's a significantly more normal affair. um, That there's uh not not any firebombing that takes place uh no real um shows of anger or shows of hostility but you can give me psychology roles to see if you can read some of the stuff that's going going down amongst the congregation
3: when you have a 79 in psychology so you're all 92s you know how that goes that's my kind
2: of role Uh you're you're muted. Still uh, muted. I've got a
5: twenty-three. Uh, my psychology is not great, though, so it's only a standard.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, you you're aware that there definitely seems to be some very slightly a hardening of tone um, when the uh, when the Reverend goes to pick out. Um, he's got another box which is off to one side of him, not the same box, um, but another box of snakes. Just significantly fewer than last time, um, but when he comes up, um, comes up and asks if anyone in the audience would like to, um, like to partake in handling the snakes and showing their faith, uh, he seems quite focused when he says, "How about you?" When he looks down to certain individuals in the um, in the congregation, and he seems to be focusing on a lot of the people that you will have noticed were at the bar, the, or the saloon, the first day you turned up. So the, uh, the dissenters, as they right. would be labelled, those who are showing objection to his, his methods or his uh, practices. I'll um, handle the sneak. Okay. Yeah, if you want to go up and volunteer, that is no problem. Now, this might be the first time that you actually feel anything particularly different about you. Uh, let me find the section for it. Right, can I have a combined sanity and luck roll? So it has to be under both of, both your sanity and your luck. But because you are currently hybridized, you get a bonus dice. Well, that's Ooh. nice. I need new dice, because
3: that was a 97, and then with the bonus Ooh. dice, it was 97 again. Yeah. Ooh, okay. May- rolling, rolling
2: hot. <laughs> Maybe then it's it's your hybridization isn't giving you a particularly positive effect here because the snakes definitely react to something about you. Um if anything, they're they're afraid. It's like they realize there's a bigger snake here, and they try to kind of uncoil themselves and try to get out of your hands. Um you instinctively try to hold on to them to say to to prove that there's nothing wrong, everything's fine here, honest. And one of them turns uh, turns its head and just sinks its fangs into your wrist. Uh, can I have a con roll, please?
3: New dice. 79 is a pass, barely. Right. <laughs> Are you
2: happy with a regular pass?
3: Well, I'm not going to spend 39 luck to get a hard.
2: <laughs> it would be more than that. Uh, really, I'm looking for an extreme
3: yeah we will definitely not spend in uh sixty something for that no
2: <laughs> okay well you start off with one d four damage from the uh from the bite and then it's two d ten for the poison that follows
3: Ooh. all right roll low okay only eight
2: in total in total oh, okay, that's not too bad then. So that's not. um, There's no major wound impulse. That's more. That's more a regular uh, call. Right, but if I did
3: take a major wound, you told me to let you know, but that didn't happen. So.
2: So that is the what would have been an equivalent.
3: No, 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 no. Hasn't happened yet. Good. I I have I have thirty hit points, so.
2: so It's less than a third. No, you're fine. Yeah. So eight is just like. Kind of. Yeah, because when, yeah. when when that happens, weird. you when that happens, you'll proceed up the, to the next step of your hybridization change.
3: No, for the minute you're fine. And you just have fun for the snake church, but
2: yeah, the, there's, there's a couple of winces amongst the crowd. Um, in fact, the the sheriff actually looks somewhat concerned and gets up to uh, not in a hostile manner, as if to get up to, uh, to try and maybe catch you if you fall. The, the snake at that point unwraps itself and just slides out of your hand and goes back to the box. Uh, the the reverend is obviously showing some concern here. Uh, they both come over to you, look at your swelling arm and hand and say, are you, are you, are you all right, my son? Yeah, I'd say so. Well, they've got to turn and maybe spin this a little for the, uh, for the crowd. Saying, even though the, some, some, the snake reacted to, to something there, obviously the Lord has seen that its bite has been, has been lessened or deadened. This is, this is good. This is someone with faith, my, ch- my children. He turns around and there's kind of a murmur and a, a applause. And um, there's a combination of people looking concerned and people looking in awe at you as you then well, maybe stagger a couple of steps and then sit back down out on the rudimental basic pew bench that they've got set up out there. Um, no one else in that goes up to the the front gets bitten but there's a few people that they are maybe come this far from pissing their pants. It's uh, evident that some people are not happy holding these holding these snakes. But so rest of the congregation, uh, rest of the sermon goes as per normal, people start to disperse, there's little groups of um, people talking to each other some at the back rapidly just head away um, but the sheriff comes over to you and to magnus and go leads you away slightly from the uh, from the reverend says well that was a that was a pretty pretty nasty bite you took there but
3: nah, okay. no it, it's fine don't don't worry about me
2: okay you, you still up for some uh Some uh, visiting people this morning. Oh, of course. Good, good. Uh, Got turns and looks to uh, to Magnus. You two related? I couldn't uh, couldn't remember if we uh, we discussed this or not last time. Yeah, this is my brother. Ah, good. Um, Turns to uh, turns to Magnus then. You're in the uh, the same kind of vein as your uh, your brother here.
5: I taught him everything he knows.
2: Ah. That's
5: a lie, but that's okay.
2: (laughs) Likes to think he taught you everything he knows. Yes, right. What
5: older brothers do, right?
2: Oh, you're the older brother. Ah, okay, Uh, okay. Right. Um, We think we've got a good line on who he points over his shoulder towards the church. Who did this? And we want to go and pay him a visit this um, this morning. So I was hoping that I'll uh, oh, say so you asked uh, your brother here last night, and I'm asking you now. He gestures to Magnus. Um, you want to come along and put the fear of the law into them, and hopefully see if we can get some answers.
5: Uh, I think I'll come along for uh, just as much as of your safety. My brother can be a bit of a loose cannon, and controlling him is uh, not for the faint of heart. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come along just to make sure uh, uh, he doesn't get too out of control. He can get a little bit uh, trigger-happy.
3: Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> see? You see, Magnus?
2: This this guy gets it.
5: Hmm. That's fine. Lead the oh, way.
2: trust me, I definitely get it. And hopefully this person's going to get some too. So, he leads you with a small group uh, back towards the um, the sheriff's office and heads inside uh, there's a small group waiting in there uh, that have gone ahead so there's there's about six yeah about six of you in total um, he opens up the armory cabinet and hands each of you out a rifle and uh, a handful of ammo or pocket full of pocket full of shells and he says it's, got, it's a little bit of a walk from here but we're going to go up to the north side of town and then we'll uh,
3: uh, I, I won't be needing a rifle I'm much better with my pistols thank you
2: sure okay he turns around puts puts the rifle back up in the uh, in the cabinet locks it all up There's, right we'll take a uh, we'll take a walk shall we gents and those of you back at the hotel so odd uh, the doctor and Gerhardt as you're wrapping up breakfast and having talked for a little while, probably uh, grabbing some coffee, uh, we'll notice the small uh, posse heading up the street, heading north. Hmm. I wonder where they're going.
0: Yeah, probably out for blood. I mean, we all know who did it, but uh, anybody that they find along the way is going to be mostly innocent unless they find, what's his name, the, uh, the drunk.
1: Oh dear! Where do you think he's still back at the?
0: Uh, I'm sure he woke up eventually bar. and went home and slept it off.
1: But, oh my, As if there's some way we could get word to him, this this certainly is not right.
0: We don't even know where he lives. I don't even know what his name was. The problem is, is that there is a there is definitely a, a, a divide in this town between those who are. Uh, with the snakes and those who are skeptical, they could just be scapegoating at this point, find anyone that they, whoever they, the the one they least to like in the town. This is oh. a witch hunt.
1: I was wondering...
0: Also a witch hunt might, that was caused by Magnus.
1: It, it might behoove us as the newcomers in town to maybe go to the reverend and offer, if we chipped in some money, um, this is a a depression-hit town plus the Dust Bowl, they might be very needing of funds. We could help a fund to start rebuilding their church. That might be a great sign of good faith to them. I'm
0: just afraid that if we get involved in any way with this, it's going to make us look like we're part of it. Hmm. We're going to look like the guilty party who's trying to pretend like he's not guilty
7: how are we going to find who put this radio broadcast out that's what
0: we're well that we we should go talk to the preacher i'm sure if we just ask him so we yeah. we heard you know we heard you on our, uh, the the broadcast. when do you do that where do you do that from sounds good that's a good idea let's go mm-hmm.
4: good
2: okay then well, as you head out of the uh, the hotel quite by coincidence it seems um, you actually see the Reverend coming up the road, following the kind of the general direction of the posse, but he's heading towards the hotel. He's not following them on where they're going.
0: So he's heading towards us.
2: Yeah. So you're you're coming out, and he's heading towards the front door. Oh, preacher. Oh, good morning. Oh,
0: good morning. Didn't, didn't see you at the uh, the sermon this morning. You know what? We were up late. We all ended up sleeping in. Uh, uh, we've I just now we're... finished our breakfast.
2: Ah,
7: it was a morning service, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah mo- every morning and evening. Was, uh, Time zone difference. <laughs> um,
0: we actually were just on our way to see you. Uh, we uh, just sort of had a, a question of curiosity. We've heard your broadcast. Yes. Um, and we were just wondering, you know, we look around, we don't see a, a radio tower um when do you do your broadcast how do you uh, do you go somewhere
2: oh yes yes um no paul little bingham here isn't uh as grandiose a place as oklahoma city so no, no. we have to re- we have to record the um oh, record the recordings <laughs> uh, we have to do them locally and then we have them sent up to um, to oklahoma city where they get broadcast on radio kfoc
0: kfoc we-
7: where do you record here yeah.
2: It's a little place. It's, uh, actually the telegraph and post office. It's a room at the back uh, where they've got a little place they've set up for me. It's a nice quiet place. And then I just literally hand over the, the, the discs to the, to the post office and then they have them shipped up.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Um, what days do you do that on?
2: Uh, when, whenever I can,
0: whenever you Uh, can.
2: Yeah. I've always,
0: I've always wondered, you know, I live in a big city, but, uh, uh, I've never actually seen a radio broadcast I'd love to see that sometime or or it's not a broadcast but it's a
2: recording yeah I mean it's it's a it's a device that uh, came to me in a in a moment of divine inspiration
0: no I think it might be the future the idea of broadcasting church services there's so many poor invalid people that can't get to church mm. you know it's a great idea
2: spreads the word directly into the house
0: why um
7: hey i got an idea why don't you record one today or tomorrow and and tell them about the church burning and maybe you could get some donations to build a church back up
4: what yeah. a wonderful
7: idea and and we could maybe support you somehow like help you in the studio and make sure everything goes correctly or i don't know we're, we're here to help
2: you can almost see the penny drop moment in his eyes that's a really good idea yeah i I'll probably have to get it done today because it looks like I may have uh, may have some duties to perform tomorrow. But yeah, I think this is uh this sounds like this sounds like a plan.
0: Well, if you wouldn't mind, we'd love to watch. I mean there's not much for us to do, but I mean what is it, a half an hour, an hour?
2: Yeah, dep- depending on how long it takes me to because I don't obviously need to write up the sermon. It's not something I'll give uh just impromptu. Right. Um, but or kind of in, in an improvisational manner, I do normally tend to write write these things down. So yeah, I'll um, I'll I'll have a sit down. I'll have a look through some of my notes, some of the some of the sermons that I haven't put uh, I haven't put down fully yet. See if I can get something fleshed out. And let's say meet at the meet at the Telegraph and Post Office. Let's say three o'clock this afternoon.
0: Yeah, that would be great. We uh, we were really inspired yesterday. It was quite a quite. Quite a visitation, if you want to call it that. It's rather amazing. Um, yeah, yes. and, and our little chat with you also was really informative and interesting. You know, you you seem to have. Uh, you seem to have reached an epiphany out there in the desert, after walking for so long. Um, as you put it, it's your at your at your last breath,
2: God visited you. Indeed. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're getting fairly uh, fairly friendly with him and getting fairly on on his side, give me a persuade roll,
4: mm.
2: or or charm, whichever's better for you.
0: Which one is better? Persuade. This charm is better. I got an eighteen. My charm is only 15. I guess I'm not charming. I'll spend the three points.
2: Okay. You can see he pauses for a moment. He looks towards the front of the hotel and looks back to you and the rest of the group. And then you can see he kind of nods to himself. He says, you know, I think you probably might be interested in something I have come uh, came here to say. Um, do you want to... Follow me inside. I, mean, I was actually going to have a word with the, uh, the Allens. The, uh, the man Oh, and his
0: yeah. Boy. Oh, lovely, lovely people. Yes, come on. Let's go inside. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, yeah, he gestures for you to follow him and he goes pretty much straight into the hotel. Kind of waves to the, uh, the landlady and husband behind the front desk and heads up the stairs to the upper floor. Goes to room one. Knocks gently on the door sound of movement inside and the father opens the door and the reverend says oh mr mr allen i wonder if uh i wonder if i and my friends here might have a moment of your time so he he looks somewhat surprised but says yes yes come on in come on in and there's the young boy in there as well um they take a seat basically, they basically sit on the edge of the bed he <laughs> kid waves back with a smile and the reverend pretty much cuts to the cuts of the chase and says after the events of last night and after everything that's gone down um i prayed last night to to the lord for for guidance for for inspiration to guide us through this particularly difficult time and god answered and god has shown me that and he gestures to all of you in the room that those who are faithful would, I think, benefit from a, a piece of that epiphany that I had out in the desert. Um, if you, again, gesturing to all of you, um, if you are willing and able, I, I would like to invite you to walk with me out into the, into the desert tomorrow after, um, tomorrow after the service in the morning. To come oh, as I did, with without provision, without water, and to rely on that the, the land will provide. And hopefully you will experience this at least a piece of the same epiphany and touch God as I touched him.
0: That is an amazing and unexpected, generous move on your part. Um... wow can we think about it
2: yep he holds up his hands no pressure no no feeling that you have to do have to do this it's an it's an invitation if you wish to partake then after the sermon tomorrow morning we will head we will head out into the desert
0: are you talking about 40 days
2: Oh no no no. <laughs> no, definitely definitely not quite anything so long. We'll, we'll probably be gone most of the day and probably would we'll be returning either. Oh. Um more more than likely the following morning. Oh okay.
0: I was thinking I can't, I can't that you know I'm it. a little I'm a little fat but I didn't know if this would
2: last 40 days. <laughs> oh no, no uh, he does when when you say about say condition this would be something that would be fairly grueling. So this this is no walk in a park. This is walking out into the desert without food, nor water, no provisions, just the shirt on your back and what's in your pockets. This this is right. the way to this is the way to become closer to God.
0: All right. Yes, we'll definitely we'll have an answer for you by the time of your broadcast
2: today. Perfect. <laughs> And uh, otherwise, he say makes small talk with the uh, the Allens just to see how they're doing in town. But otherwise, he that's the main important bit of his message is conveyed. After that, he will he will leave.
1: And
0: I uh I pull out a little little uh, sort of gadget that I I sometimes play with, and I hand it to the kid. I said, here you can have this. It's just fun to sort of play with. I call it a fidget spinner, but I don't think it'll ever sell. It's just a. <laughs>
2: Oh, the uh, the father says, oh, the kid's fidgeting all the while. He'll yeah. he keep spinning as long as it spins.
0: It's just bearings and some weights. You know. But uh, hey. huh, fun to spin. You know, all I right. see
2: the entrepreneurial eyes, or tur- oh, cogs turning.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got no use for it. All right.
2: Gotcha. Um, well, whereabouts are the three of you going after that?
0: Hmm. I let's talk to the preacher."
1: And at and the recordings at three thirty, about three. Yeah. And, and it, we're
0: saying that we're saying this privately, yes. And we're going to meet with the other townsfolk at the saloon this evening.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if something's happening. If there is a different message woven into the recording. If the person at the place it's recorded at. Might not be on the side of Yig.
0: Well, well it was a it was a did, call to Yig, follow us.
1: Well, but if there's a, a hmm, I'm just wondering.
0: I'm just thinking that it's not done here. It's probably done in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Gerhardt. He,
7: refresh my memory. What did he say about the device itself?
0: What device?
7: Didn't he say something about his recording device?
0: Just something now? Something
7: caught my ear, yeah. But then I was thinking about how they're going to go string somebody up. And I was debating if we should tell the the pastor to maybe not kill, let the sheriff kill somebody because it would bring bad news to the town. And I lost my train of thought. But he said something about the device that he uses to record it. And that piqued my interest. And I was hoping you as a gadgeteer might... No, could a device be? Well, oh, I don't know order? about
0: that. I can def- I'll definitely look at the equipment. But I think that what he said was that it was a divine inspiration that he came up with the idea of, of of using a a broadcast, instead of just you know having people come okay. to the church. I, I, it sounded a little. It sounded a little funny when I said it, but then I realized when he said it, but then I realized that that's all that he had said.
2: Okay. He was also implying that it was the device that he had uh, that he uses he got through divine inspiration as well.
0: Ah,
7: right, I thought that that's where I was getting okay, at. Okay, so, so
0: I've misinterpreted, but but without your explanation, I'm sticking to my guns. It's just a stupid tape recorder, and uh, <laughs> but you know, maybe if it's this glowing green box of goo, then we know it's uh, not mean- a regular tape recorder.
1: Your eyes on it are a must, Addy.
0: We open it up and find out there's a little spider people living inside of it doing the broadcast. I oh. wouldn't be surprised at all. It seems quite reasonable. You
7: and I know firsthand about little strange devices. That, that... It's some of
0: those little mole people. Oh. You never saw the mole people. Ah, well, Dr. Valenz, you'd have lost your mind. You'd have wanted to collect a few of them for your, for your study.
1: Oh. Really, is that still a possibility? Uh, we don't know. You
0: have to ask the cat. The cat would know better than us. Yeah. He called them zoos, didn't he? I Believe so. Little mole people that wore that that had little swords and uh, wore little clothing and and had tentacles for their faces. About this big. Look like rats.
7: Yeah. Seriously, doc.
0: My you know, god. we could we could actually lie to him and tell him anything that we wanted, Yeah, and, <laughs> and he'd probably believe it at this point. We ain't lying. We didn't mention the giant spiders.
7: Yeah, it's it's been a rough month.
0: Or you know, Gerhardt, the. Uh... <laughs> oh, jeez! I've just have remembered all of those things. Oh my god probably take sanity loss just
2: from remembering <laughs> those things. You certainly it was it's enough to make you go pale. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just the impact first round.
0: So I don't know what to do at this point. We've kind of covered our bases. Let's just wander around town. Let's see what's going on down the street where Magnus and uh, Connor went with what, the share. What
1: time is it? So three o'clock's the recording. It's probably so about it's 10. What, like noon time. Oh ten.
2: It's probably The, the meeting for Connor was scheduled for 9 just after the sermon. Right. So it's probably about 9.30, coming probably up to 10 by now.
1: So we have time.
2: Let's
0: just um, wander in that direction. Maybe there's a shop or something we can look at.
2: Gil, do you think
7: instead of following the sheriff, we might mosey on over to the saloon for a sarsaparilla, but kind of let them know to put the word out on the street to, to hide?
1: okay that would be
0: the kind I'm thing i'm not sure the bar is open this time of the morning but maybe uh, for like you said for sarsaparilla
4: okay so of
2: root beer. i'm sorry go ahead. Uh, heading towards the saloon then
0: <laughs> yeah hello okay
2: oh, i'll get back to you in a sec i'll go, i'll cut to Conor and magnus right. i just know where you're heading so i can kind of mentally prep what's going, uh, what's going to go down there. So, Connor and Magnus, can I have a spot hidden roll from you, please? Regular 23 off. is a hard success. Okay. Right. You are heading up towards the fair northern edge of the town. Um, most of this is say residential areas um, around here. There's not any commercial structures here but some larger farms and again other larger properties and plots um, one of them in particular seems to be the one that you're making a beeline for now as you head off them um, head off the road and both of you can have to do a bit of a double take uh, Magnus probably a bit less so on just a regular but Connor yeah you're definitely aware of what this is that uh, that you see that you only catch sight of it, for a, or her, for a little bit. Um, as you get round a corner, you basically the angle takes her out of sight. Um, Magnus is fairly sure that there's someone on the roof um, of the building. It's a two-story, almost like a farmhouse.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so some, someone is definitely on the roof, but you, you catch it pretty much sight as, as you're going at the wrong angle to obscure her from your vision. So you know there's someone up there. Connor is certain that she is laying full full naked glory uh, well, legs wide arms out almost like she's doing uh, kind of snow angels on the roof um, just keeping her arms wide keeping her legs spread and is completely unclothed
3: huh.
2: something you don't see every day no uh, as you head towards the front of the building um, the sheriff takes point and knocks on what evidently seems to be the front door, and then steps back and kind of cocks the rifle, um, kind of cocks his rifle, and has it pointed kind of down at a 45 degree angle. You can see the other, um, the other three townsfolk. Well, four, three, yeah, the other three townsfolk with him. So with you two making up the six. So yeah, him plus three others and you two um, do the same thing. Um, the door opens, and yeah, looks like a man in his, you probably think fifties or early fifties, late forties, uh, comes out from the door. Uh, comes out from the door, looking a little surprised. Looks at the group, and his eyes go wide, in not panic, but definitely startled. Um, Sheriff, is everything okay here? Uh, he he smiles, almost like a predator or like like a snake, and just says, "Yeah, Bill, everything's uh, everything's fine. We were just wondering if uh, if your daughter was around and uh, Gregory, if he's in." Uh, he, Bill, the guy on the doorstep, then replies with, "Uh, yes, yeah, Susie's Susie's in." Um. Why do you think Gregory would be be here? I uh, just heard that he's been he's been spending a bit of time here. He's uh, seems to be getting quite friendly with your uh, your Susie. Sure, uh, sure. Peggy had something to say about that. Uh, yeah, if you could uh, call her out, that would be uh, that'd be grand. We'll wait here. Me and the boys. Bill then turns looking concerned kind of calls over his, uh, over his shoulder for Susie and you can hear movement inside and then the young girl who you spoke to at the saloon yesterday uh, the one who is with the young boy uh, comes out uh, looks like she's been um, like basically doing dishes she's got a dishcloth that she's got wiping her hands down with uh, comes outside and um, Bill, the father, says, uh, "Susie, dear, the uh, the sheriff wants wants a word." And there's this just nervous silence that comes over the group between them. Are you doing anything at this point? No. Okay.
5: Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm not doing anything, but I'm keeping a very close eye on these men, mm-hmm. and Connor.
2: Okay. Right. You watch what unfolds. That the, uh, the sheriff comes forward and kind of extends one hand. See, one that's not around. Uh, he's got one finger on the trigger of the rifle, and the other hand he's using to extend towards her, and says. If you like to uh, come with me, Susie, we'd like to have uh, have a chat about what happened at the church yesterday. Um, she doesn't move from behind her dad and says, "Well, I, I, I don't. What do, what do you mean? What happened at the church yesterday? It burned down. What, what, what is? What else is there to know?" Well, Sheriff sure says, "We've." We've seen that the fact that you've been quite friendly with uh, with Gregory, and we know Gregory has had some um, some issues after um, after his wife Peggy had the uh, the healing touch of the Lord bestowed upon her, and we're wondering if, well, he looks around. We can have this conversation out on the doorstep, or we can have it out back at the station, whichever's whichever you feel is going to be best. Again, Susie doesn't move. I would suggest, young lady, that you come with us. Otherwise, things might get a bit ugly around here. You wouldn't want things to turn ugly, would you? And again, she just she just keeps quiet and says, I'm not going anywhere.
3: I really <laughs> think it's in your best interest.
2: I would like to make it intimidate okay you are you thankfully just step in uh, because i was about to say the sheriff turns the butt of his rifle and slams it into bill's gut so you you are able to interject and he stops mid motion make your roll
3: Ooh, 53 is good and i am scary is that gonna be like a bonus dice or just that that does give you a bonus die yeah i don't 53 is the best roll Okay, regular
2: pass. It's still a success. So the sheriff stops mid-motion as he sees that this kind of look comes over her face, where she looks at uh, she looks at you, looks at the sheriff, looks at her dad, and looks back to you, quivering. She says, "Okay, well, uh, we can we can talk elsewhere." The grin on the sheriff's face just extends almost ear to ear. He shoots a look in your direction that pretty much is just full of pride and a well-done boy kind of look. And wraps an arm around Susie's shoulders quite tightly as he pulls her in close and says, we won't be long. We'll bring her back in one piece, Bill. Don't you worry. We'll be back. Make sure you're in. And your group moves away. Um, Starts to head back towards the sheriff's house. Um, Yeah, the police station. Anything you do along the way, or going with going with the flow? Uh, I'm not. I'm not not letting
5: Connor and the sheriff and the um, out of sight with this girl. Not a hope in hell. Okay.
3: Apparently, my brother's keeping a close eye on me. I'm. Going along with the posse. I mean, glancing at people's shadows, if any, just sort of happens to be serpent people in the posse. But you know, for the most part, just
2: strolling along. Give me a spot hidden roll.
3: Oh six! That is an extreme.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Magnus rolling as well, or?
3: Yeah.
5: Uh... 20, which is what was I rolling on? Sorry, pot hidden. Uh, that is a hard pass.
2: Okay, both of you then are 100% sure no one in the group you're with has an odd shadow, they all look normal. Okay, so that includes the sheriff.
5: Okay, okay,
2: at which point then you wander on back going. Southeast across town, back towards the main, uh, back towards the main road, back towards the sheriff's office, and we'll see the other three. So odd, the doctor and Gerhardt, heading up towards the saloon. So you kind of you see each other kind of parting ways as one's going north, the other one's going then south. And it's about this time uh, that back at the graveyard, that if not if, um, that your friend uh, Jimmy is not there at the moment, you think he's probably having a meal somewhere, but you are able to emerge back into that central space and make your way back up to the surface without any problem, Johnny. All right. I'll I'll head on up. I'm
6: just going to kind of take a look at what am I, where do I see either of those groups
2: moving when I emerge from beneath? Uh, From the graveyard, it's far too far away. But it depends whereabouts you want to go from there. I'm was just i going to start walking back towards the hotel.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: It's been a, okay, been a you, long night. But... If you head back towards the hotel, you will encounter Connor and Magnus first, because they're heading you, in your direction then. So they're heading down up, Main Street.
6: I'm just going to kind of kick off to the side. They can probably mm-hmm. still see me. It's broad daylight. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna. I want to watch. I want to try to figure out what's going on. Now, is it obvious that they've snatched this girl up and they're walking her?
2: Oh, They're frog marching her. It's the sheriff has got an arm clamped like a like a vice on her shoulder. She is in evident discomfort as she's being pushed along. Well, kind of put half pushed, half dragged, really.
5: Um, can I try and mouth something to Johnny? I was just about out? to say,
6: I, I want to. Can I yeah. make eye contact with either of the brothers?
5: I'm at the back. So if I notice him, can I try and mouth something? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and mouth, get help. Shit. And I'm going to point at Connor and then do this.
6: <laughs> oh, shit. shit.
5: Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not check. leaving Connor alone with the sheriff in this trip. Not it. Not as. Not fucking happening at
3: all. Let's see. Connor has only made less violence happen so far. But you know, now, all all Oops. night has occurred. <laughs> We're we've we've gone we've gone all night long
2: now, right? Yep. You are fairly certain that, considering say time is a it, little weird when you um on your tra- uh, travel, that you think this is the next morning from after you when after you left. Right. I was just checking. I had to had to adjust my magic points back up.
6: Because we're full. Yes.
4: Mm
6: -hmm. Now I'm just gonna I'm I've still got eye contact with Magnus and I'm just gonna I'm gonna mouth back. Are you sure? Okay. Okay, okay, all right. All right. Before they get too far past, maybe about halfway, because I'm watching as they come in, I've picked up that off of Magnus. I'm going to step out into the road alongside of them and I'm going to call the, I'm calling in the snakes again, calling them in. And
2: okay. Right. You can spend your, spend your points accordingly. Um, you know what? First a better roll to make sure I don't
6: have to eat up all my luck to get my psychometry to work. All right, 32 on 98, so that's going to be okay.
2: Oh, so you're, you're not activating. Oh, oh, no, it's
6: the serpent. I'm sorry, it's the serpent one. I, I was rolling the yeah, wrong I was, thing.
2: I was going to say that psychometry requires a roll, but the, se- yeah. the scepter doesn't because you're already attuned to it.
6: <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. It just burns 10 to use it. That's it? Wow. Well, he that, learns that, everything take that about right the back horse.
0: down to seven. That right? He learns everything about the horse shit that he just stepped
2: <laughs> Horse was really disgruntled when it took that dump. <laughs> All I do is pull this bloody cart Hey, I don't get any apples in the morning. Grumble, grumble, grumble. But, yeah. So I'm going.
6: To, I'm going to put the newspaper in my in my back pocket, mm-hmm. and I'm going to raise my hands and say, "Stop the procession." Okay. As I oh, thank- activate, as it activates, and the serpents come to me. Now, I look, I look like hell because I've been up all night long.
2: Oh, hell yeah, been, yeah.
6: So I look as if I've been out in the world. I walked to New York and back, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I look rough, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use that because as those serpents start coming to me, I want to tell that sheriff, sheriff, I've just come from a walk, a walk with God. God. Oh boy! now the serpents are all coming
2: they are they're not it's not quite quite as quick and grandiose as it was at the church because you had a large amount of them very close by but you do see at least a dozen two dozen start coming out from under the buildings that are are on main street and slither their way towards you so you're not, not quite as impressive but it's still there's a good number of them coming to you so the uh, the little posse does stop in its tracks. Um, Susie does try to almost use the uh, sheriff at this point as kind of a barrier, but or at least a buffer between you and the snakes. She's concerned, but the sheriff is kind of a bit more stunned in awe. Does I'm, the sheriff gonna...
5: still have a hold of Susie? Yeah, he does. Okay.
6: I'm, I'm just going to make a motion over to over to Magnus. A very a very subtle motion to move like try to like I'm trying to say go to the girl go to the yeah girl. yeah I'm,
5: I'm definitely trying to get closer to her but you know without kicking right. shit off so
6: right <laughs> now, now I have been sheriff I have been on a walk many many steps many many hills and clouds have passed and he has spoken to me again oh, what, what did he say Well, he has heard our cries and our pleas for the church being burnt. He knows our peril. He knows what we've had to go through, and he knows who has done this. And in knowing in all of his great knowledge and all of his great wisdom, he also knows who has not done this. And he has sent me to you to tell you, you are mistaken. Sheriff, in your ways of going about this, you are mistaken. You have got an innocent soul in your hands. Now I'm not saying it on behalf of Johnny Adovino. No, I'm not. I am saying it on behalf of the God. Now, you may question me, and I don't blame you if you do, but don't question God. Are you a man who will question God, Sheriff?
2: He just shakes his head. He doesn't, he doesn't vocalize a response.
6: You're not a man. We are believers. For, for our religion is strong. Our belief is strong. But our grip upon that young child should not be strong. So release that grip, Sheriff, in the name
2: of God. Your choice of fast talk or persuade—I think either would count here. Okay,
0: here comes (laughs) the ninety-nine.
6: Nineteen and oh, let's see. Fast talk's only fifteen. Oh, but persuade is a forty-five, so that's going to be a hard success on persuade.
2: Okay, he just looks down at Susie, and you can see this kind of look of confusion in his eyes. But you can see the hand on his shoulder; just one finger slowly comes up, and then another, and his vice-like grip just lessens, and he lets go of her.
6: Bless you, brother.
2: Well, and bless and, and then
3: you. I'll, I'll, I'll whisper to the sheriff. Is like, well, we already knew it was Greg, right? So this
2: kind of just confirmed your suspicion. He, he turns and looks towards you and says, "I'm." Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of confused. Do I hear him say that? Yeah, he does say he's, he's a bit confused. Your confusion
6: has already been addressed, Sheriff. For the message came to me that the guilty party is in your midst right now.
2: For dramatic pause i 'm going to cut to the others for a second because this will set up what 's about to go down uh, down on main street so odd the doctor and gerhardt uh, you walk up to the saloon um, It does appear to be open, so the doors, um, the doors are open rather than having the interior doors shut so you 've got the uh, the typical saloon swinging doors um, as you as you head inside, you can see the bartender Morris. Um, is come kind of moving around. It looks like he's come out of one of the back rooms, and he's then about to come round the front of the bar and head into another room. He looks concerned. Hey, so, um, um,
0: we need to talk a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Have you seen Hilliard? Uh, the he's the the drunk fella. Yeah, I haven't seen him. The thing is, is that. You know, what he did yesterday, it's awful, and I kind of sympathize with you, but I think the sheriff is out gunning for somebody, and whoever he picks is going to be completely
2: innocent. Well, that's, just, a, that's an interesting choice of words, because Hilliard's gone, and so is my rifle. Oh, shit.
4: No.
7: He was just parading that girl down the street.
2: Yeah, but Hilliard's
0: probably going for the preacher.
7: Oh, fuck. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Um, can we get three South to go before we leave?
7: No. Tell tell Greg to hide. Say <laughs> so again, get hot.
0: Tell Greg to hide. Why Why would you have Greg hide?
7: That's the one that, that was with the girl. If they were going to take the girl, they're going to take him.
0: We don't know about the girl or Greg.
7: Yeah, we saw them walking her down the
2: street. We passed each other.
0: No. We we you walked. Did
2: see, you did see her being frog marched south because you you're. You we were saw that as they were heading south.
0: We saw that. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that, that was us that saw them. I thought it was them that saw them. All right.
2: No, no, no.
4: Yeah,
0: I there. think he's got he's got the wrong person. So you got we got to find him and turn him in, or, or make him turn himself in.
7: Let's run to find the preacher
0: because if he dies, then this is over. What what the hell? Look outside. There's snakes. They're all yeah. heading in that direction.
2: They're all heading south.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah. Either something really weird's going on right now, or Johnny's back. Both. Uh, no. <laughs> all right, let's go. Thanks Preach. for the uh, sarsaparilla. Hmm? All right. right, so we got to run out and
2: like run though.
0: Where was the preacher yeah, going?
2: With haste. Well, the preacher, after he left the hotel, was heading back south. So you imagine he'd be heading down Main Street and then back towards the church.
0: Okay, so we're heading, will we cross his path on the way?
2: Uh, It would be to, kind of to intercept him would be a lot of zigzagging through the, um, heading through the different blocks. The quickest way would be to head back to Main Street, run down to the intersection with Fifth and then cut across, which would be about the same route that he's taking anyway.
0: All right. Um,
7: I wanna go, so I come from behind, mm-hmm. like let them two go for the director. i'm gonna go slightly back and around in case I see the guy with the gun coming trying to surprise him from
0: behind. one of them's got one of us has to get the sheriff and tell him that somebody's gunning for the preacher
4: mm-hmm.
0: all right i'm gonna i'm gonna try to run the way you just said and go and and get to the uh the preacher as quickly as possible.
2: Okay, those that are running, give me dex rolls. Oh, yeah, post haste.
0: Right. and if I see, uh, if I see the, the Hilliard, then I'm gonna probably use my gun on him again. My uh, net gun. I got a fifteen. What, what was extreme. he doing? Dex. Dex.
2: I got a hard. Uh,
0: that is an extreme.
2: Oh right, you run like the wind. The big um, fat wind. Yeah, that's a hard. You <laughs> say
7: hard. Yes.
2: Yep. Um, you're able to. Uh, you're able to run over to say what would be a couple of roads a couple of roads parallel to Main Street and then head down that way so you would be able to either cut him off or come up behind him in the case and the doctor or I'm I'm booking with uh, with Adi okay right you both head the same direction yeah all right You follow as you're heading that way. You are running ahead and faster than a good number of snakes which are slithering their way down Main Street. So, yeah, definitely something is familiar about this calling.
0: Yeah, don't step on any snakes. Keep your eyes up above, too, to see if he's gotten up into a a building and he's going to shoot from above.
1: I'm shifting between up and dodging snakes.
2: You're you're looking all around. I'll ask the rolls in a second. cut back to the other um kind of midway down main street at the junction of fifth the the sheriff is looking again somewhat surprised what what do you mean that and looking around that the the person responsible is here
6: you got to remember sheriff your trust cannot be in man your trust has to be in god so when you laid trust within the mortal man you made an error And he told me that, and that's why I have come. At this very moment, at this very juncture, at this time, I was sent to let you know that the one who torched the church, who took away your place of worship, well, it was no other than Connor Frost, the man and that I'm, you deputized to be ahead of your with the examination and your and your whole detectiveness into this, he is your guilty party. By the word of God, his mouth to my ear, I am but a channel bringing you the information from the holiness.
2: Okay, the, the sheriff turns to Connor with this look of, again, confusion and god disbelief. And then he looks at Connor and just like, shakes his head and then turns around to, uh, turns back to Johnny and says, pointing at Connor as he turns back to Johnny and said, this man, I trust him. Hey, I don't,
3: I don't What's get that? Device. What's that in his jacket pocket? He's got some kind of device in his jacket.
2: Pointing at Johnny. Yeah, he kind of look, looks back to you, looks at Johnny. But he kind of slowly turns the rifle in your direction. Not in a kind of hostile intent, but what have you got in your, uh, your pocket there, son? Oh, this. This was the gift from
6: Yig. And I removed the scepter, the serpent's scepter with the eyes. This was the gift that was bestowed upon me to prove, to prove to you that my word is true and straight from the gods above.
2: Okay, Johnny and Connor will see that coming up from Fifth Street, now just at the junction, following the snakes in their path is the Reverend. I'm running out onto Fifth Street a couple of blocks, uh, a couple of blocks away, you can see Gerhardt skidding in the dust as he comes round the corner and then sees the Reverend go walking forward towards the group, um, mainly looking at the snakes first of all in this uh, look of wonder as they're all heading towards Johnny.
7: I'll scream. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't mean, if I wanted before something happened to as soon as I see the Reverend, Reverend, get covered now! I scream as loud as I can.
2: Okay, um, in which case. Odd and the Doctor arrive from the north at this point. Magnus, as you've grabbed Susie and are heading toward just off the street, yeah. turn as you hear this sound. As you turn, just as you're about to head down an alley, someone almost bumps into you. And you hear this... Uh, or you smell the whiskey, first of all, but then hear this loud cry of, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live! And bang! As a rifle shot goes off. Everything stops for what seems like a heartbeat, and this this large red flower like spray emerges from the reverend's throat. He wavers on the um, in the uh, where he stood for a moment, and then falls back into the dirt. We descend into initiative because the guy isn't going to stop shooting, especially as there's someone there with uh, with a whole load of uh, snakes well, being called to him.
0: I'm also screaming, Hilliard's the one that burned the church. <laughs> He's trying to kill the reverend.
2: He just did. <laughs> he, he is dead on the ground, but Hilliard is still stood there wild-eyed with this rifle uh, in front of him. I'm going to pull the net gun and
0: try to fire it at Hilliard.
5: I'm right next to him, right?
2: You are pretty much on top of him, yeah.
5: All right, I'm just going to swing and clock him.
2: Okay, well, in terms of decks... Uh, yeah. Is Johnny that goes first on 95? Yeah. How far away am I from him? He's across the
6: crowd. Is that. Am You're I.
2: 10, 10 meters away. So he's on basically on the edge of the street. You're in the middle of the street. Shit. And I seem to have a crowd looking
6: at me. Oh, you've well, definitely I attracted a crowd. <laughs> ah. I can't pull a pistol because that breaks my. Hmm. That breaks everything from everybody looking. Uh, I'm just gonna pass it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass it and 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 say, you, save save him. Say you know I'm saying so you've got to
2: stop him. We've got the non-believer. Okay, you you can certainly get that as a free action to say what you want. Yeah. Um, and nothing. if you mechanically then want to do another action, you can hold until I'll later hold. in the round yep. if I'll attention hold. diverts itself away from you. Excellent. Okay. Uh, next up is Magnus on ninety.
5: Yeah, I'll I'm just going to swing and try and knock him out.
2: Okay, give me a fighting brawl roll. Um, he's going to try and. He's almost, uh, he's going to fight back. He's going to use the butt of the gun to try and not parry, but try and smack you in the face with it before he takes okay. another turn. That is a nine. Okay, that's pretty good. I doubt yep. he is going to be as good. <laughs> I will roll it to see what happens. So that is, where is stats? Yeah, he's going to have to roll. That uh, 37 is a fail. Uh, he takes a swing at you but then your fist just goes straight into his face um, roll damage
5: um, okay so is there any way for me to like i don't want to like hurt him hurt him like heaps i just want to like knock him out is there a way Pull to your do punch.
2: that yeah well, there is a knockout blow which is still fighting brawl um, you basically yeah. declare it as a maneuver rather than to inflict damage
5: yes that is what i'm trying to achieve
2: Okay, uh, roll damage anyway because you need to get over what would have been like a threshold. Okay. To effect.
5: Uh, let me just double check my what my um, my stat is. <laughs> uh, and um, it's going to be a, a right.
2: Remember any damage bonus if you've got it.
5: Yep. Oh, shit. That's a seven.
2: That is more than half of his hit points just because he's got 13. So he has to make you effectively pull the punch so it would be one hit point he takes. And he gets to make the con roll to see if he stays up. And, yep, he fumbles it on 84. So, well, not fumbles but definitely fails it. So, uh, you punch and pull back. His eyes for a second kind of glaze over and then roll back and he collapses like a Sack of potatoes in front of you.
5: Cool, and I'll kick the gun away.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
2: Okay, that will probably bring us out of combat rounds then, because no one else—he's uh, the only aggressor in this instance. Um, the sheriff runs straight for the body of the uh, body of the reverend, and it sounds up. like yeah, heading that way as well.
1: I, I'm sprinting with all my might to the reverend to try to
2: attend him immediately. Okay, uh, he. It's, he's gurgling. He's not quite dead, but you you get the impression that, especially with the doctor being your uh, particular speciality, uh, he has seconds, and nothing is nothing short of a miracle is going to save him. I, I um, there's there's nothing I can do with uh, out in the you seconds. there's so much damage. Uh, uh, essentially, he he takes all of his hit points in one go. Oh, he, he's dead before he hit the ground.
7: Preacher, uh, doctor, there's no, nothing
1: that's going to help him? He's he, gone. He's preacher. got seconds to live.
0: I, I grab the preacher's hand and I'm like, Preacher, is there any way that you can heal yourself? And I put his hand like this on the, uh-huh. the wound.
2: Yeah, he's, he, he kind of pulls, not pulls it away, but his blood soaked hand wraps itself around yours. And he's still needed here. He smiles, uh, coughing up blood as he does. And in his last gasp, he just says, It'll be all. I
7: want to pour a little bit of poison on him. I'm thinking maybe the snake yig venom that I have might heal him.
2: He's uh, dying anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You pour it. And his head slumps back into the dust and it just runs off the wound. And there is a very warm corpse in front of you. The blood slowly stops gushing from the wound.
7: It was just a thought. I don't know. I was hoping maybe...
6: Uh, Can I I move over there and and give him his last rites?
2: No one will stop you. (laughs) Since I'm
6: probably the most powerful preacher and holy man at the moment since he passed away.
0: <laughs> I uh, I look up at the sheriff and I say, Hilliard admits to lighting the fire at the church. He used gasoline and he was on his way here to shoot the preacher. We tried to catch up and stop him. He's drunk. He's drunk off his gourd.
2: You can see that definitely the, the sheriff is not a happy man. Um, You can just see this writhing anger boiling up inside him. He starts to sweat profusely from his forehead. He starts to shake. He starts to quiver. And then, if no one stops him, he turns and starts marching over uh, towards Hilliard on the ground. Magnus is the one that's closest to Hilliard at this point. He's walking over towards you and the body on the ground.
5: If he's gonna try and shoot him, like if he's gonna try and kill the guy on the ground, yes, I'm going to stop him.
2: Well, now he we can just hang him. You can see that's what his intention is. You can see him cocking the rifle, bringing it up, not bringing it up to aim, but holding it at kind of half, somewhere between chest and waist height, as if he's going to just empty the thing into the guy on the ground.
5: Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and intimidate him. I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna say. Do that, and you'll suffer the consequences.
7: Agnes is a murderer. Let the town do its justice.
5: No one died. No one fucking died.
0: Attempted the
7: preacher murder.
5: is dead right here. Yeah, yeah, but it's still... he. You've got to do the trial. You've got to do
3: all that sort of stuff, man.
0: Actually, he just murdered the preacher.
3: Yeah, he just killed the preacher in front of the everybody. The is dead? Yes, yeah. the preacher died.
0: He had his whole throat blown
2: out.
5: <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, I'm getting, I'm, I, I'm getting Susie back to her house. I'm just walking away from this.
2: Okay. Well, you, you have said you tried to intimidate him. You did give you a speech. Uh, you can yeah. roll intimidate if you want to try and stop him.
5: No, the other guys have talked me down. So I'm just going to walk Susie. Well,
0: back we can't, to the house. we couldn't have talked you down in the situation.
2: He wasn't aware that the preacher was dead, but
5: his character. I wasn't, was ne- I wasn't near the preacher.
2: Oh. I, you, you can still roll it because it might change his action. You never know.
5: No, I'm just going uh, to walk away with Susie. She's probably fighting. I don't know what she's doing.
2: Uh, she's shaking, quivering in fear. Yeah. So you have, guide, like you have to guide her away and uh, make her, make sure that she's looking forward, just as there's one bang, 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 repeatedly from behind you. And the others can see that he basically unloads the rifle starts putting another rounds into the chamber and just keeps going until he's got um until he's got no shells left. There so is just have to clean a, it up. there is a very, very uneasy silence that follows and he just walks back into the sheriff's office and slams the door behind him.
0: Where let the fuck sheriff go? Um
1: He's,
3: he's unhinged. So if, if the crowd is dispersed, I would have told, go up to Johnny and say, "What the hell were you thinking?
6: Are you You're done?" The strongest one we've
3: got, man. Why did you let the guy
6: get shot? You were the strongest one. They weren't going to shoot you. It was the word of God. It was the word of God, man. Why didn't the
0: word of God tell him that Magnus did it, since he really did it?
6: Because Magnus already knew he was going to have to go up there and snatch that girl and get her to safety. <sighs> You're the biggest guy out here. Well, You, know you always did brag about how strong you are and how badass you are. Right. And this time you could have just said, yes, I did it. Well, yes, you, I did. Do you even know what's, instead, going, on you're well, even know what's girl going on here? even To her fucking death. No. Because you were too much of an asshole to stand up and say, yeah, I did it and take whatever was coming to you. Be no, you,
0: know for right. once. you know what? You know
3: what? You weren't there when I intervened to stop her old man from being plastered on into the dust. Yeah, I see. Nobody got plastered yeah, no. into the dust now, did they?
6: Nobody did. But now we've got scrambled eggs all over the walkway. So that's just fantastic.
3: So good job. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with what, what this was.
6: Good all job. Right.
0: Everybody stop fighting. We just gotta get back. We gotta we gotta clean up this mess.
6: I'm kneeling down next to those next to the body. And I'm gonna pray to Mordigian As That's your sacrifice. You wanted a sacrifice, you've got a sacrifice. Here's your offering. You've got two fresh dead bodies right here. Enjoy more digging.
2: Send you message.
6: Very well. The crowd has somewhat dispersed, you say?
2: Yeah, they're keeping the fuck away from you, guys, definitely. Did you see my um, message? Sorry. Which one's
6: which one's smaller? The the whoever's smaller, who's smaller between the two dead people?
7: Ooh. I'm kind of doing something by the preacher when you walked over to the body. Uh,
2: give me your choice for either an extreme power roll or Cthulhu Mythos, which is ever better.
7: All right. uh, well, uh. My power, extreme power? No, my Cthulhu, extreme Cthulhu or
2: regular uh, it's Cthulhu? It's either your extreme power or your Cthulhu Mythos skill total, whichever is better.
7: Cthulhu Mythos. Uh, oh, freaking two.
2: <laughs> I will send you a message.
0: Ay, 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 ay. You're going to have to teach me that tunnel trick so that I can get back to New York right now. <laughs>
2: There we go. Hey, um, eventually the rest of the posse that was with the sheriff uh could tentatively come forward um and say uh gentlemen should we uh should we get this uh cleared up?
0: Do you have a mortician?
7: We, we we need to get him inside just to the group and the sheriff. We need to get him inside now now now. Ooh, what were you talking I'm, about? I'm picking up the preacher's body. Inside where?
6: inside anywhere come with me there's a house i know there i know there's an empty house down here by the graveyard and again
7: running with with the preacher's body okay
2: downstairs the thing it's open Mm -hmm. the posse at this point then are going to turn their attention back towards hilliard's body on the ground uh say well we might as well clear that up um they are just in this kind of bewildered stunned state of after what's gone down. Cause this is, this is the most action this town has seen in a while. They just, they don't know how to react.
6: Bring him to same place. Now who's all with us?
2: Whoever wants to be. Yes, we're all with you. I'm, I'm yeah, going
5: right there. He's, nobody's. He's, nobody's uh, Magnus, is him. Him. Magnus I'm, is I'm, with the girl. No, I'm, yeah. I'm with Susie. Yeah. You you're, you're
2: taking her back home. So that, that's going to take you a little while We'll stay for yeah. that for the others, then for the other five. Um, you can head back to the house that uh Johnny states. This uh got kind of dilapidated little old uh, probably what would be a groundskeeper's or say grave diggers building on the edge of the cemetery. Yep,
4: what the
0: fuck
7: take him is? to the basement, just, just like you he said, he'll be all right.
0: He's
6: shedding. Oh, well, you'll definitely want to take him to the basement.
0: I'm just gonna hold the pre I'm gonna hold uh,
1: Dr. Valenza's hand. I'm like what the fuck? Oh no, this is fascinating. Yeah. Stay uh, in the me, back. I've got my notebook. I, I want to
7: if I see him ch- moving now or trying to break out of it or
2: no, it's still it's still a lifeless corpse.
7: It's happening. It will happen. I know it'll happen.
2: What
0: will happen? He's shutting. Which one? The the pre- pre-
7: he's, he's hybrid or he's pure snake under there. He's wearing flesh. The so preacher. The preacher, something's happening. I'm telling you, I know.
0: That. I need to do a sanity roll.
7: <laughs> this is fascinating. And I, I
1: continue the, the rites of Yig. I've been trying to work on this for ages, but this would be fascinating.
2: I've sent uh, Johnny and Gerhard messages, if you'd like to do those rolls.
0: We're digging in the...
7: It's one shy of an extreme, I'll spend a point. Oh, wait, no.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's exactly extreme. I don't need to spend it. Okay, it seems like both of you got some some pretty good rolls there, then, seeing uh, Johnny's response. Okay. Um, I won't Type this bit. I think this is probably more uh, more fun to uh, to say out in the open. Johnny, you feel your arm become a little bit more normal. Uh, if you have a look down at it, you're you still have the clawed fingers, but you haven't got so much the hairy expanse going up your arm. The skin feels maybe a little little leathery, but it's more back to normal. It's definitely not the hairy mass that it was. And from down in the dark, from down in the tunnel, there is a wave of acceptance which comes comes your way, and as if that makes us better, that makes us more even. Um, Gerhardt, on your role you as per the message I sent you that yeah you're definitely aware that something is happening. You're convinced now that it's not happening here because what you hold in your hand is already the skin that's been shed once before. This body isn't normal. This body also isn't the original Reverend's body.
4: I, Particularly, as,
2: yeah. Particularly as, you, as you're holding it, you feel that, especially maybe it was accidental that where your arms wrap round him, you, you get, as you put him down, the crotch doesn't feel right. And opening the trousers to examine, there isn't genitalia there. there's more like a uh more like a how how do you pronounce the damn thing a um I don't want to say quaatlaku like a uh, cloaca Cloaca. Well, we that's it yeah, like a snake would have
0: like the snake queen here
2: look
7: chance. Preacher, the Preacher's out there.
2: Jesus
7: Christ. Goodness.
0: I
2: kind of love snakes, guys. I'm, I'm going to ask for a sanity roll for everyone there. I passed. That's magnificent. <laughs> I barely passed. I <laughs> I'm fail. Getting
0: outside.
2: I'm getting outside. Okay, th- those of you that pass, um, it's just one. For those of you that fail, it's 1d4. Uh oh, you use my uh oh, there lock. goes three points of sanity.
4: I'm gonna yep. absorb it.
2: You can certainly use your luck to burn it for Gerhardt. that is no problem. The preacher's out there. I thought he was gonna pop
7: out of this skin, but he did it before he was already.
1: So You're already. <laughs> suggesting...
3: What do you even mean by that? You mean that he's just out on the streets?
7: I don't know how to explain it. Out in the it, desert? I don't fully understand it myself,
0: but... He was going to take us out into the desert and show us. I think this was linked with
7: whatever's out there. He might have been controlling it. Me, I don't know. I'm half-assing this,
0: but the preacher is out there. It is resurrection, but it's resurrection in a new body. Yeah. Which I think it also says that that Jesus didn't look like Jesus... When he resurrected. He had a a new glorified body.
4: Hmm.
6: Was any of that in the Bible, in the annotated Bible?
2: Uh, There was around the section that was about the resurrection uh, where it said that the stone was rolled aside and then he emerged. Um, I believe I did mention that he had wrote one thing, me with a question mark next to it.
0: I wonder if the cave part is part of it. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Because Jesus was buried in the cave. Mm -hmm.
7: It's a cave? And the snake would be in a burrow. Mm -hmm.
2: And on that note, as Gerhard is certain that something off in the distance is making its way back towards the town, we will leave it there for tonight. (sighs)
0: Holy smoking.
2: Jesus. fucking my god.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Our players included Stuart Lively, John Byram, Morgan Llewellyn, Jason Melichog, Sane Fleming and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets. We're current well a lot of secrets. Um, we're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have.